0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the Hope in Crisis podcast, where Tim Costello brings you intimate conversations with his inspiring friends from around the world during this difficult time of coronavirus. Our desire is that you would be filled with hope through these conversations, to remain faithful and resilient during these unprecedented times. On this episode, Tim talks to husband and wife duo Massimo and Anna, who are pastors living in Milan, Italy, where the impact of COVID-19 has been hardest felt. This conversation from the front line is really going to move and inspire you to even deeper faith and prayer amidst this crisis. You'll notice there's a little rattle under Tim's audio, but it's nice and clear for his guests, Anna and Massimo.
1: Well, I'm delighted to invite, uh, to speak to me, Anna and Massimo, both Baptist pastors. You know, it was nearly 40 years ago that Meredith and I, in our 20s, went to a seminary in a beautiful Swiss mansion on Lake Zurich and there were Indonesian students, African students, Latin American students and mainly European students. The biggest group were from Italy including a very young Anna and Massimo, a very beautiful and young Anna and a very wise young man called Massimo. So 40 years on they have pastored for the Baptists all over Italy born in Naples, now living in Milan, which is really the belly of the COVID-19 beast. And in Australia, we have been watching scenes from Milan and North Italy and praying for you and despairing uh, of what's going on. Can I start by asking, how are you both coping?
2: Thank you for asking. Thank you for your interest in what is uh, is our experience in this moment of our lives. We are coping because we have to. We are are coping because we have to continue. Uh, We have to encourage. We have to bring a word. We have to share prayer. We have to to be uh, besides the people that are scared, sometimes are sick, sometimes are in a, in a mood which is uh, full of anxiety. So we have to cope because uh, we try to, to help one another to um, every day to have this attitude of listening which is the most important in this moment in our ministry. Listening, and then we have also every day a word in a live Facebook. Uh, We try to meditate together with many people that listen in this moment, just in that moment. So we we try to cope in this way. We we should like to be silent as well, but uh, how can we? in this moment, so we have to, yeah. and in the same time we, 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 we are also in fear ourselves because we live with a mother, my mother is all, all 98 and wow. she's living with us, so she's very f- fragile, yes. she's very, very old, mm-hmm. and so we are, you know, we are locked as well, only once a week to go to the supermarket with, you
3: know... I, I would like to say that if we are here now talking with you, it was because a little seed uh, was sowed 40 years ago in that special place you mentioned, uh, which was a small place with the world inside, people from all over the world. And this experience has been an imprinting spiritual experience for us. So we have always been ministering the church, feeling part of the world. And now this crisis is just uh, expressing, manifesting uh, the fact that we are all connected with each other. And to have and know that we have brothers and sisters everywhere, in every continent, gives us the strength to cope with the situation.
1: I was very moved to hear that you have a relationship with people in Zimbabwe. I came back from uh, Uganda and Tanzania, end of January, early February, can't travel now. And I have been to Zimbabwe many times and you were telling me that people in Zimbabwe are praying for you and supporting you. Could you tell us about that?
2: Yes, I, we, I am the coordinator of this program of partnership with Zimbabwe since uh, nine, uh, to 12 years ago, yes, no, 15 years, 15 ago. years ago now, and uh, it's uh, it's a, it's a long partnership, I have been there many times, and I was there last uh, November, the last time, and um, yeah, so many people are really, praying for us, uh, sending messages of love, of, they, they, are, they are so, so, they are concerned. suffering for us. Uh, and this is something that yesterday, or the day before, I don't remember now, there is a, there is a family, a couple, he is the, the administrator of the hospital that we help, and she's, uh, she's a teacher, She's a, uh, his wife and is a teacher, they, some five years ago, I think, they lost the th- all three their children in a in a car accident. Now, they are writing to us and praying for us and encouraging us. I mean, it, this is a miracle. This yeah. is a miracle of love, and uh, I, I will never forget this.
1: That is so powerful. Both of you said most of your ministry at the moment is listening. When you're listening, what are you hearing from the people you're ministering to?
3: Uh, We uh, have have done some uh, interactive uh, Bible study on on the issue of anxiety, and uh, we are perceiving that people have completely different experience of this time um, because of subjective attitude to the the issue, but also for objective condition they are involved with. Some are more guaranteed in their work and uh, in their financial uh, situation and in their health of course, some others are much more fragile and they even are not able to imagine what is going to happen after. If they had a precarious job, they don't know if they will have a gain, if they have a a relative who is sick and who is dying, they even don't know if they can have a funeral for that person, and and if they can say uh, Mm. goodbye to a person, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, this situa- situation especially of dealing with uh, death and dying is uh, a very difficult one and uh, uh, so uh, and then you have people who are recovering for the sickness and, and they are grateful and they are happy therefore pain and joy mix with each other in a way that cannot be separated, and uh, it's emotionally very demanding also for us to, to stay with, with these different feelings and emotions on, on behalf of the people.
2: The most dramatic uh, telephone call that I had uh, few, two days ago, it was with a doc- uh, lady doctor, a member of our church, she's doctor, and she was so much crying at the telephone she said that, she said i am I have to be strong with the patients, with my husband, with my sister, with my daughters she they are in, in u k and and I cannot cry yeah. now, let me cry with you well and she was you know kind yeah. she was without you know. She was crying all the time because she said, "I see the people and I cannot visit them because it is dangerous. I don't have all the things that I need to protect myself. I cannot go there. And they are alone. Sometimes they are alone, they are handicapped, or they are old, and there are no people that want want to be with them at home because it is dangerous, and they are alone, and I cannot do anything. And this is something that is a great yeah. pain, I was t- trained to take care of the people, but I cannot do anything for them, yeah. that they are alone, at home. Yeah. Because many people here, they are at home, they are in the hospitals, only when they are, they, they need,
3: Intervention, and ICU. So, if you can hear me still, um, as pastors,
1: just accepting people's grief, listening, and uh, next Friday, Good Friday, what will you be saying in the Easter season? What will you be able to say about this situation from the scriptures? Uh,
3: mm, last night, uh, um, reading the Gospel of John, um, I said, um, I used an, an English expression that is in the same breeze, which means that in the same time, you have opposite experience. And what I say is that in the Gospel of John Good Friday is already Easter and Easter remains Good Friday. Friday. Because Jesus in, in Good Friday uh, is very aware of what is going on through and He knows that His life in the, is in the hands of the Father. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, on Easter day, when Jesus appears to the disciples, he shows the body signed by the cross, which will stay forever within. So, uh, the Gospel of John, in the same breath, puts pain, suffering, and hope, and victory. So, I think this is the message. We cannot be happy uh, in a way that forget those who have, uh, who have not survived to that. We have to keep the memory, and maybe when all this will finish, we have to dedicate most of our time to the lost memory of the people we have lost. Uh, but in the same time, we, don't, we do not have the right to lose even joy for the future because we know that uh, the final word is in the hands of God.
1: Yeah, that is so beautiful. We have seen remarkable experiences of joy that you mentioned, Italians singing from their balconies. Are there stories of joy and hope in the midst of this exile?
2: Uh, of course, the, the, the most important joy is when a person was sick and now she, she's okay. Because this, uh, it's not only the illness, it's not only the pain, it's the, the worry for life. So when the person is out of this, it's a great joy. And the person is, is able to help other people that are going through now, the illness. So this is the the greatest joy. Then, of course, uh, there are many things going on, and uh, uh, arriving uh, as signs of hope. One sign of hope is that we are normally a, a people that in this moment, politically, we are very divided, normally. It is still so, but much less. We try to be together. We try to help to to be to, together as a people. Um, we try to trust our people, our leaders, and there is quite much trust. Normally, there is never trust in Italy of uh, the political people. No, we don't trust. And we are right, (laughs) but in this moment there is, there is uh, some trust going on, less hate, I think, less hate language in the media, more, uh, and there are many people that are thinking how this uh, pandemic situation can change us in better, I don't know whether it will change really in better, this world but we hope that it is so and many many words are going on among in social media to to hope that we can learn to be more human we can learn to be to stop and be silent a little we can learn to have sabbatical time for our creation because it is obvious that the air is more clean it's obvious that the sea it, it it is a sign this time is a sign that of the regeneration capacity of nature in a, in a short time it is much better so this is a sign of hope in itself and we should really learn from this that it is possible to change things it is possible to improve our environment. It is possible to, to, uh, to speak of defense, not in, a, in, a, in the sense of weapons, but defense of life, health care for everybody, defense of life, of our air, of our water, of our earth, of our climate. If we defend really our lives, the, the political choices will, should be and I hope shall be different, but I hope, I don't know. No,
1: that is beautiful.
3: Well, yeah, another uh, very pe- peculiar and uh, blessed experience we are doing now is the inter-Protestant uh, cooperation and ecumenical cooperation. And as churches in Milan, Baptist, Methodist, Reformed, Valencian Church, Lutheran, and Salvation Army, and Adventist, uh, we are preparing for um, our church members a worship service uh, from far all together. So we meet uh, every week on Wednesday and we prepare the Worship Service, and we do it together. And we have done it since the very beginning. Um, in a time when you are not uh, in the possibility of uh, staying in touch with other people, this was a way of saying, okay, we, we do not only defend from that, but also we, we take the challenge and we say we want to stay uh, together even more. And uh, the same thing I can say for um, the relationship with the Catholic and the many Orthodox Churches that now uh, live here in Milan. We have prepared um, um, a video uh, message with uh, five people from different uh, Christian areas to encourage uh, one Church with the other. Uh, in our being faithful to uh, to the Gospel, to the announcement. And, I, you know, all this was possible because we were used already in uh, having uh, good uh, inter-Protestant and ecumenical relationship. And I think this is uh, really a blessing in this time because uh, especially when we meet as pastor, that is the time when we take care of each other and we need to do that.
1: I find what you're saying just so moving and it is so encouraging for us because Italy really has been the first wave and we know that wave is coming to so many other countries. Can I thank you both on behalf of uh, MICA Australia and the Christian Churches of Australia for your vulnerability, for your ministry, uh, for the words that you have spoken. Thank you, both of you. And again, you are both, as with all the Italian people, in our prayers.
0: Thank you for listening to Hope in Crisis. We're a new podcast, so we would really appreciate if you would share this with your friends and leave us a rating and review whilst making sure you're subscribed to receive our future episodes. That would be great. Be blessed and we'll be back soon with our next inspiring conversation.